Hi, I'm Miss Marcy, and you are listening to Conversations with Miss Marcy podcast. If you are looking for watered down conversations, this might not be the podcast for you. I'm just saying. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Conversations with Miss Marcy. I am your host, Miss Marcy. And so to all of my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And thank you so much all for for um for always continuing to support this podcast, for sharing this podcast and all of that. And as I always say, you could be listening to any podcast, but you choose to listen to this one. So for that, I do appreciate you guys. All right, y'all, we're going to get started. So today I am joined by two guests again, actually. So we have Mitigated Girl. Share, like, tell a friend. Come on, come on. It's your boy, Mitigated Girl. What's happening? And Miss Crystal. Hey. Hey, guys. How y'all doing today? What up, what up, what up? Feeling good. Feeling great. Yes, yes, yes. About to pour me another sangria. Pull up. All right, all right. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get right into this topic, y'all. Well, first of all, let me say I hope everybody had a great week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's facts. That's facts. Yeah. I know more than what I knew yesterday. Mm-hmm. And Crystal ran a race yesterday. Yes. Team weight loss. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. That's right. Health as well. Health right. as well. Okay. Yeah. So what was your, um? what was the, was it a 5K race or? It was a 5K. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. So... I'm going to go ahead and get into it. Our topic today we're going to get into is about black people and classism. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> Y'all like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So I, I'm going to start it off and say that, first of all, from the research I've done, um, classism amongst black people, it actually started from slavery. Um, and y'all, when we talk about classism, we're talking about, you know, how uh, you have the have and the have nots, you know, amongst black folks, the elites groups and you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So it actually started from slavery. Um, it started from when you had the light skinned Negroes in the house and you had the darker Negroes out in the field. Mm-hmm. And so because the light skinned Negroes were in the house, they were uh, treated a, a certain way. They were treated better or whatever. And because they were considered more close proximity to white. So, mm-hmm. and then with that, you had the slave masters actually sleeping with, you know, and raping the, the women. So they started to breed lighter children, mm-hmm. which developed a complex of superiority. And then from that, they also inherited certain, you know, uh, resources and stuff because they were so light. Mm-hmm. So that separated that you know what I mean that's that's where the separation came from that so they were um they were basically I'm gonna say awarded but they were basically given like more privilege mm-hmm. because of their lighter skin so and I think that's where it started and I think it just kind of carried on down generations mm-hmm. just continued to carry on and we still have it today mm-hmm. I mean like you see a lot of um I think also it kind of hmm I want to say like rappers and stuff, like within the hip hop culture, like you see a lot of, um, so like, say for instance, I remember cash money, you know, I believe cash money are the ones who kind of, um, they kind of sold us this lavish lifestyle that we see, like all this stunting and stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we had, don't wrong, we had, we always had, uh, famous people who always showed off their wealth and stuff like that. But I feel like it wasn't until Cash Money is when, and I actually like Cash Money. Don't get me wrong; they they made some classic music and stuff. You know what I mean? They were they, you know, they kind of shaped that era. But I do think, as far as the stunting and wanting to um, appear a certain way, it kind of started from them because it wasn't until their era that actually people started feeling like they could actually, I too can obtain that car. I too can obtain the bling bling. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't like that before. Well, I mean, I've seen a few videos from MC Hammer, like that video, Pumps and the Bumps. It was kind of stunning out. I mean, you know, it was the lavish lifestyle, this man with all these women, they in the big mansion. And then you got uh, Jay-Z's Big Pimpin'. All, you know, that video, you got all this, like, glitz and glamour. So, I mean, I, you've seen it before then. Right, it was there, but but it wasn't so cash money to where that 
our people started actually trying to have that. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, that's what I remember. I mean, what you think? I think um, flashing and stunting has been going on since early 80s hip-hop. I mean, when you talk about, when you look at uh, Eric B. and Rakim with the big dookie ropes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you had, you know, Todd One, Fresh. You had um, Slick Rick, Dana Dane, Fresh. Um, to have a certain amount of what? Coogee Rap, Big Daddy Kane, you know, EPMD. LL, he had ropes and chains and everybody just wanted to look fly. Um so, yeah, I, I think it's been stunting and, and, and flashing and, and showing off your freshness has been going on since the beginning of of our of, of hip-hop. True, but y'all still can't say that people felt that they could have it until the era of cash money. I'm telling you. Like, even though we had Big Daddy Kane's and the, the EPMDs with the big rope, rope chains and the four-bar rings and all of that, I remember all of that. But our... our us people, certain people like us, regular, regular people, we wasn't trying to have. We wasn't trying to have that stuff because we felt like they could only have it. I mean, but look at stories like Freeway Ricky Ross. Like that was in their era. You mm-hmm. know, the um, the Big Daddy Kane. And here's this ordinary dude, and I mean, now he's like some big multi drug dealer. You know, you get the Scarface. You see Scarface. Everybody wanted to sell dope and mm-hmm. be rich. Yeah, and, I, I, so I got to give you yeah. some pushback on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I ain't saying that Cash Money started like, oh yeah. We, I just think that, like, like we said, classism had already been in effect. Like I said, from the days of slavery. But I will say, like the whole like being super flashy and stuff like that. It to me, it just seemed like it really didn't really come into full effect until the Cash Money era. Like for real, not everybody in our whole era. (laughs) We uh, in the whole eighties era. In my era, I'm selling dope. Hey, I mean, you remember the block party downtown? I mean, on campus. Oh yeah. I I mean, the the old school cars. People out there stunning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. That is true, and I remember that. You know what? That's true. They made everybody want to get money. Mm-hmm. You no, but you're right. Our era, I mean, that, our whole music, our movies. You're, our, you're our, right about that. What am I thinking? Because going back to the '90s, like on Gettysburg, all the D boys would ride up and down Gettysburg and post up at Goldman's parking mm-hmm. lot, stunting, yes. thirsty out, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Right, yeah. post up at the That's... high schools, be stunting, and they drop tops and stuff. So yeah, I guess that mm-hmm. has been a yeah, hell yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so let me not say cash money started that era. Let me not say gonna that. going to be on your helmet. <laughs> Birdman going to be in your DM with a hand rub like, check this out, playboy. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that is true. That is true. Yeah. But I feel like only, um, it just seemed like only our culture, though, really um, goes out of their way to stunt. Because, like, when I look on social media, I look on Instagram and stuff, I see, I don't see some of the white uh, famous people or the white celebrities or whatever. I don't see them really stunting. I don't. Right. I see that with the black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they stunt is, okay. So, I agree with that. But they do stunt. Um, and every class of people stunt. What I see is our culture. Our people is the only ones that stunt for a purpose to look over at the next nigga and say, you can't do this. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. black people Black people buy things to show off in front of other black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is true. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's a, sometimes I think that some of that is wrapped up into a deeper insecurity. Sometimes I think that. Like, I think that some people wrap their identity up in their, like, brands that they wear and designer this and designer that. And, you know, I think sometimes it's, it's a cover-up. We, we for the majority of us, yeah. we was all, we all come from uh, an impoverished yeah. culture, an impoverished history, an impoverished background, right? So, poverty, uh, poverty is a mental illness. Yeah. Okay. It's literally dead ass a mental illness. Like coming up in poverty, you legally should be able to get 
therapy for poverty, broken homes and all of that, that you should be able to get therapy for that. Um, in our culture, you'll see like we being, I come from the projects and niggas can't wait to go outside of the projects or hustle in the projects, go grab something like a car and come back to the projects, maybe throw some gold on it or something like that and come back to the projects and say, look, y'all, I, I ain't broke. It. Yep. Look at me. Look at mm -hmm. me. I made it. But if you ever think about it, think about everybody like black people that are famous that do stunt. They all got a story. Mom right, on yep. drugs, yep. dad on drugs, broken homes. Like everybody has this story. So it's like they're used, they're coming from nothing. nothing. Yep. Now they got something. Yep. So and it's like, look they, at me, look at me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's more or less like I ain't there no more. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I mean, I don't, you don't know if they're like stunting or are they just happy that they ain't in this position no more. Or, right. I mean, or maybe a little bit of both. Maybe a little bit of. You know, not so much humble. It's like, I mean, just it just depends on the person. I mean, because like mm -hmm. I said, I've seen like LeBron James. Like LeBron James comes from nothing, but he's not like a stunner. No, he's not. He's actually. not a stunner. Like he got it going on, but yep. he has more of a humble attitude about it. He does. Yeah, yeah, he does. I can appreciate people like him because mm -hmm. some of them, and I'm not a hater, but some of them, I just be like, okay, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, all right, you know, it's it's like I've seen. Um, what's her name? Toya Wright. Toya Johnson, whatever Wayne's baby mama. Mm -hmm. Now you know, you know, she seemed like a sweet girl and everything. But I be noticing, like I noticed, like on her um on her Instagram, she had um she had threw her little girl like I think she turned three. She threw her like two big ass lavish parties, and it was like you could tell it was just some straight showing off the wealth. And I'm like, that little girl not even gonna remember that she shit. Sure, right? Like what? Like. But then I went to uh, what I found interesting. I went to um, Michael Jordan's daughter. Now I was watching the documentary of the Last Dance documentary, and it prompted me to um, look up his kids because I don't know nothing about Michael Jordan's like children or his wives or nothing like that. I just know about Michael Jordan playing the game of basketball. That's it. So I looked up his kids and I ended up going to his daughter's Instagram page, and I, when I tell you. It was all just simplicity. Like, she does not stunt at all. And we all know her daddy probably got more money than anybody on Instagram. Mm. But you don't see no lavish cars. You don't see no lavish this, no lavish that. You don't see shit lavish. You just see a simple, practical girl. And I just mm. found that to be interesting because we know her daddy got money. Mm -hmm. Long money. But she looks like she lived a simple life mm. but then you got the people like we said the people who we know you know came from nothing or whatever or they rappers or whatever or they girlfriends are rappers and they just stun it out i guess it's maybe it's a choice maybe people some people choose to kind of show off their wealth and some people just choose to be real humble about it i don't know mm -hmm. but i think amongst us we got a social disconnect what do i mean by that niggas have a crab in the barrel mentality, right? Um, if you take if you take business, black owned business, let's just start there. Something simple as uh, black owned business. Um, you you own a grocery store, corner store, some type of market. A nigga will do everything that he can. First time he have a bad experience at your store. I don't know. Anything he sees, he'll look for something, look for a reason to blast your store, go to social media and say, I'm never shopping at Marcy Market. Uh, I went in that motherfucker and they, they, they had overpriced ass juice. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> juice? Like, um, um, Not bread? <laughs> anything that they can fucking find. Shit, I might as well go to my fucking Walmart while I'm coming here and, and the motherfucking juice is like three fucking dollars here. I so, mean, right? You hold have, on, hold on. Ahead, you take ahead. that. Then you take the fact that motherfucker come to the counter. You work in the counter. You like, thank you for shopping with me today. You know how you doing. And the motherfucker like, man, I got $50. And I'm saying, I'm just trying to get you like, well, you got $65 worth of shit. And the nigga gonna want the hookup from you. Oh, come on, man. Damn. Brother. See, that's what I'm saying. Mm. Like, I come here to spend my money with you. And 
But that same nigga, that same female, you can see on their IG, on their Twitter, on their Facebook, showing off a Louis Vuitton bag, bragging on how they paid five hundred for it, bag, bragging on how he paid twelve hundred for a belt, bragging on how he paid three hundred for a sweater, bragging on how much he paid from anybody and everybody else who don't look like him. Who have no in, in interest in boosting up his community. You ain't never. I was showing. Real quick. I showed people pictures of uh, CEOs. From Prada to Adidas to Nike to uh, 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 Tom Ford. And I showed. I said who is this? Nobody on my motherfucking Facebook can tell me who these people were. Keep in mind, none of these niggas look like us. All these designers, they can no, nobody tell you what these motherfuckers look like. But you done sent they motherfucking kids to college. Man. You got they, you got they goddamn product mm -hmm. in your house, right? But I bet you want you want to get a hookup from your black barber. I bet you want to get a hookup from your black nail tech. If you fuck with a black nail tech, I bet you want a hookup from your motherfucking stylist. You want a hookup from the nigga who's selling clothes and t-shirts and the chick who do massages and shit. You want hookups from niggas. But yep. you brag about how much you spend with everybody else. It's a social fucking disconnect. And it's a sickening that you will want the goddamn hookup from your peoples. But goddamn, you don't you don't worry about no discount when it comes to anybody else. Yep. I noticed that too. When I worked at, my, my first job was White Castle. Okay. I was about 16, 17 years old. My first job was at White Castle right there on Stephen Dollar. Okay. And in Dayton. And I used to always notice People that would come through wanting to hook up, it was always somebody black. It was never nobody white. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that then. I was like, damn, black folks always want to hook up. Mm -hmm. What is up with that? Like like you said, we'll pay an arm and a leg for Louis, Gucci, Prada, all of that stuff. But when it comes to our own, we expect the hookup. But then that goes back to stunting. Because just because they put it out there and say they paid $1,200 for that belt doesn't necessarily mean they paid $1,200 for that belt. And then as far as black people and businesses, like you also have it where you get black businesses that offer you a whole lot of nothing for a whole lot of money. That's true. Case, I was going to talk know, about that too. Yep. Case talking about when, when I was married, I went to a black owned business. This guy didn't have no parking. Um, we had to provide our own tables. And we had to use his bar. We couldn't bring our own alcohol. We had to use his bar. He was charging 500 and some dollars. And we only had an hour before the event, the reception, to come and decorate. Now, the reception was at 5. My wedding was at 3. Who's going to come there and decorate from 4 to 5? Where we went to the white venue, which was a banquet hall, way less money, plenty of parking, provided the tables, you know, you could come in the day before and decorate, and it's like, but then you wonder why people don't patronize black businesses too, mm -hmm. I mean, you know what I mean, it's just like, it's a little bit of everything, like, yeah, people do be looking for the hookup, but I mean, sometimes black businesses gotta make their self marketable. Again, like, social disconnect, yeah. so I totally agree. Have I had some run-ins with some fucked up ass niggas? Now, yeah, with the black business owners. I know a nigga who uh who um who rehabs homes. Mm -hmm. Um nigga got a bad rep. Now, do I know some white people who fucked up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But more times than not. I've been screwed up. Again, I do. when it comes to niggas. Niggas don't be having no business cards or they business cards, the the phone number be scratched out, and then you writing and pin your new number. Uh, <laughs> nigga, you're late. Mm -hmm. Okay. See, one thing about <laughs> these other races, motherfuckers show up to your door. They time, they prompt, they on time, they clean cut, they got they shit together. Mm -hmm. Niggas don't be having functionable websites. Niggas be half assing it. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. You got the we we want to support you, but your shit got to be together. Like, mm -hmm. your business be raggedy, like you just mm -hmm. said. Overpriced, no parking, your shit lazy, your shit sloppy, 
And white people have cornered the market when it comes to business. Niggas got to know when you run in a business, you have to run a business. Um, I wanted my car cleaned out. A chick I know, she was like, oh, my cousin do that shit. Man, she do a shit for the living and this and that. I called her cousin like, hey, can I get my car's uh, details, shampooed and that? She like, oh, I ain't, I ain't working today. <laughs> we, got, we got restaurants in, in the city that be opening and closing like whenever the fuck they want to. Black-owned restaurants, mm -hmm. you got to ride up there to see if these niggas is open today. You ain't got to do that shit with McDonald's. <laughs> Nigga ain't got to do that shit. This is, you know how. That is so true. You know though. how fucked up black business is. That's so true. I'm going to tell you how fucked up black business is. <laughs> black business is so fucked up. That is so true, though. I don't know no other race to get their hair done more than black women. <laughs> and women don't corner the market in selling hair and hair products. All right. Look, look. This the auto lotter with the kicker. And this go for wherever you live in that. Arabs is in your neighborhood making some of the best fried chicken you ever had in your motherfucking life. And fried fish. Gyros. We got gyro. auntie, grandma. Up in that motherfucker on Sunday getting 40, 50 wings. You know what I'm saying? The fries and the greens and shit. Don't nobody cook better than Big Mom. Mm -hmm. Don't right. nobody cook better than Auntie and Mom and them. <laughs> God damn it. We older now. We, we be hooking that shit up. Niggas is buying baked macaroni and cheese from A-Rabs. That's how <laughs> sloppy our business is. Who in the, if it's one thing that we should always control, it'd be the chicken and watermelon route. And I don't know no big major black motherfucking distributor of chicken and watermelon. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm just keeping it real. That's how sloppy our business is. We let everybody else come in and corner the market. We only in competition. Niggas is only in competition with other niggas. Yep. Yep. For some reason, mm -hmm. they like to feel like they above each other, mm -hmm. and they don't want to help each other. They don't. They don't want no. nobody outshining them. They want us. They they literally want to always look mm -hmm. like they're outdoing the other black people. Marcy, how did you get that badass motherfucking AMG Mercedes? Shit. I, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I had to do what I had to do, but <laughs> I mean, what's up though? What you mean though? Like, what you what you saying? Like. What's up with you? What you do for a living or something? Like, what's up with that? You don't want to tell so me how you got it. it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, bro. I, I man, I've told niggas in in when I was getting chicken from the Arabs. You know what I mean? I told I told a nigga in there. I said, hey, cuz your motherfucking shoes is hella. They was fucking it up. He had on some whatevers, right? They was flying off. The nigga was like, all right, like gave me a whatever. Like, I ain't saying I can't go get a pair of those motherfuckers. Like, nigga, like, okay, you got nice shoes, but you, the nigga, I, it, he looked at me as if he was standing on top of me with those motherfucking brand new shoes. Like, I was down here and he was up here. Like, right. I get it, nigga, you fresh, though. But a nigga won't say... Good looking out, King. Appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, my nigga. Salute. All of that. But the nigga likes, why you looking at my shoes for? You know what I'm saying? That's what the nigga gave me to look for. Like, only niggas, though. I know. I'll tell you, white people, they'll tell you where to go, how to get it, so what fact. you need. They, and they'll just do it, just, just voluntarily. Black people, it's got to be either. You got to be real special to them. You got to be their cousin or something or they, you know, they best friend or whatever. But if you just somebody, they just know they, they, they enjoy just stunting on you first. Like, mm, I mean. a, a nigga going to whisper it to you, right? <laughs> a nigga going to whisper. Hey, come here real quick, man. So you had asked me out there. Like, how did I, how did I get the, what's the name on the whoopty woo? Look, man, I'm going to tell you. But look, dig for real though. Like, keep that shit right here. That's how <laughs> niggas be. Nigga, it's a, yeah. look. It's a, it's, it's culture like this, like with other, with other races, this is how socially disconnected niggas is. If you work at a job, some type of corporation, some type of company, you work with a white motherfucker that I'm brought in uh, another white motherfucker he know, or a Mexican that I'm brought in another Mexican that he know, an African that I'm brought in another African he know. 
we the only niggas that be like, yeah, my motherfucking cousin gonna call me talking about he need a job. <laughs> Shit. I was like, you better hit Indeed up. <laughs> but what was if the cousin had a bad reputation? Yeah. Because I've seen it like that too, where yeah. it's like, oh, like, they don't like okay, 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 okay. And with that being said, though, I know white people that have got their motherfucking little drug addicted motherfucking neighbor <laughs> on. Yeah, my neighbor's son, he needs a job and shit. You come in this motherfucking Nate be hiding the motherfucker, man. No, literally, I work with a motherfucker now and it's going through the same shit and they white. Mm. Now, granted, he comes to work, he works slow than the motherfucker, eyes be redder than all get out, look like he got allergies. Right? <laughs> I, he ain't the star performer. Right. But see, they, they act like that. Yeah. Niggas, niggas will get the job and the nigga won't show up the first day. <laughs> God damn it. Pants sagging. He smell like bud and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nigga leave. He take a motherfucking hour and a half lunch break instead of a half an hour lunch break. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The nigga don't work three days. Got him a paycheck. You see him out. He got his first paycheck. He's trying to get on. He's trying to hustle. He he about to make it now. I I get it. But niggas are one and done you. And I ain't never had nobody. I'm telling you fucking who it is. <laughs> nigga, my daddy called me needing a job. I was like, shit, nigga, Taco Bell hiring. <laughs> That's how we be as a people, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a social disconnect. Yeah. I think, is it, do we deep down not like each other or something? Did, did they, did, maybe this went back to slavery too. Maybe they, the master and them taught us not to like each other to some extent. Or again, remember they divided us with the colorism. The whole dark skin, light skin thing, because the light skin got treated better, so there was a level of superiority uh, amongst the lighter cult, the lighter, you know, the lighter race of blacks. So, I mean, maybe that could have had something to do with it. I, I, I would agree. Does that make sense? I mean, I feel like black people, like you know how, like they always say, you know, black people don't never start on time. It's it's black people time. Like if it's six o'clock, it's six o'clock black people time. Like I remember when I did get married. It was a point for me to make sure I started my wedding okay. at one time because that was the reputation of black people. And I feel like sometimes black people need to do like what they're supposed to do instead mm -hmm. of just because they say black people don't start on time. Don't mean you got to be that black right. person that don't start on time. Right. Just because they say black people don't do good in business. Don't mean you got to be that black person that don't mm -hmm. do good in business. So, yeah. I mean, it's just like. Black people just need to kind of get it together sometimes. Do better. Sometimes yeah, we they do just need feed to do into, better. Sometimes we do feed into the certain stereotypes. Yeah. I mean, we hate to admit that. Yeah, but, but we, do. we do. We see it all the time. Again, poverty is a sickness. It's a mental illness. We see it with niggas is trying to get to a business. I've seen so many times a nigga running up the last one at the door of the liquor store. Come on, man. <laughs> Mo. Mohammed, but they were close. Come on, man! God, these niggas is tripping. This nigga, it's it's only ten oh seven. Nigga, come on one time for your boy, yeah. buddy. See you tomorrow. Go. That's right? Like we always feel like we entitled to yeah. some type of. But um, we don't come from. We ain't. We don't have. And we don't come from nothing, so I don't even understand the entitled behavior. Well, we don't have a business history, a business background. See, business for a lot of other races is passed down and it's taught and mm -hmm. they're trained at an early age. So when you go get motherfucking wings and shrimp fried rice at the Dirty Walk, they got a fucking 15-year-old boy, Asian dude, taking your order. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Little Mohammed is taking your wing order or he's working the clothing stores that you, yeah, nigga, fashion. Niggas love buying fashion and the A-Rab's got that shit on lock. But you go in there and it's a fucking teenage A-Rab in there or when you go, you buy your little 40s and cigarettes and black and mouths and shit at the corner stores that A-Rab's is running and Africans running, you see a fucking, uh, Nine-year-old, ten-year-old, fourteen-year-old African or Arab yeah. in that motherfucker learning the business. The business. Yep. 
knowing what business is, it's a culture, it's a way of life, it's a practice for them. So when I see movies and, you know, you got this nigga who's some type of running a drug organization, I think it's an oxymoron. It'd be far-fetched for the most part to me because niggas don't know and understand what an actual business structure is. If you wanted to learn, niggas who just want to sell dope or something, you won't even learn or work a job and know how hierarchy is in a job to understand what being prompt is, mm -hmm. how to pay your workers and how to be um, 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 uh, run a steady business and efficient with your product and everything all the time. You don't run it like a business. Right. And you can't. You don't know you, what a business is. And you can't. You can't do what you do in your personal life in your business. Mm -hmm. You just can't. And that's how some Facts. people run their business. They run like they run their personal mm -hmm. lives. And I found too that the people. I mean, some people, I ain't going to say all, but a lot of people who always promote in their business on social media and stuff, sometimes those are the main ones who don't have good business practices. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those are the ones who have the worst customer service, mm -hmm. the worst follow-up skills, just the worst. The, and I'll be like, but you always advertise them on social media. Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder if that's because, I mean, I don't know. I think they kind of lack because, I mean, we all know word of mouth is the best business. There's some people who don't even never advertise their business on social media, but they get plenty of it because it's word yeah, of mouth. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. yeah. Social disconnect. Niggas are rather, and this is, niggas would rather look the part. You rather look rich. You rather look important, mm -hmm. right? You rather act important than actually be important, than actually be about your business. One of the main niggas that I would ever get on is the weed man. You are terrible. <laughs> Ain't nobody motherfucking more uh, um, unprofessional and late than a motherfucking weed man. Like, <laughs> nigga, you got it? You ain't got, I ain't in right now. Or nigga <laughs> supposed to be here in 30 minutes. And the nigga done right around the corner at you like eight times four hours ago. I'm right <laughs> around the corner. I'm I'm coming down your street right now because you say you still wanted the quarter. No, nigga, I wanted the ounce. <laughs> <laughs> yup, that's what I was saying. Here I come. I'm up there. I'm coming. Oh I see God. you right now. Two and a half hours later, this nigga like, oh shit, man. What what time you getting up in the morning? Oh hell no! Nah. It be shit like now. that. But again, you want to be known as a businessman. But you don't conduct yourself as mm -hmm. such. Have no that's idea so what true. the fuck business is. They just like the way it sounds and the mm -hmm. they like the, the look of it. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff on social media, people love the look of things, and yeah, that's and a good point. They want to do the work. Yep. Yeah, yep. I, I believe they want it to happen now. They right. don't want to do what it takes. I mean, you don't know what white people have been through to get to. I mean, think of Rockefeller now. Rockefeller. Um, who else? It, it was a documentary I was watching. It was a dude that it was Rockefeller. He was like in charge of like the oil and stuff, and he came from nothing. And here he is producing like all the oil, Rockefeller, and I'm trying to think of the other guy. But I mean, you got the trains, and I mean, but they came from nothing, and they went through a lot of things. But here they are, billionaire, the generational tabs. wealth. Their great grandchildren, ten generations down, is rich mm -hmm. because of something they started twenty generations yeah. ago. And and yeah, also, Morgan Chase, the Rothschilds, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chase. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, like, as far as going back to how uh, black people like to look the part, but they're always, they're not always, you know, actually conducting themselves and, or putting the work. Look at people like uh, Steve Jobs. No, 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 no. I didn't mean to say him. I meant Mark Zuckerberg. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, somebody who wear just a T-shirt and some, just some jeans and, you know what I mean? But got all this money, but mm -hmm. don't dress like it. You know, you never yeah, know. But fact. you got black folks. We love to be, you know, Gucci down and, you know what I'm saying? All of this. And mm -hmm. we want to show that we got all this wealth. And I'm not saying some of the black people don't really have the wealth, but sometimes they don't have it like we think they do. You know a lot of mean? niggas be stunting. Listen, right. mm -hmm. look, look. And that's another thing. I, I love my niggas. Okay? I'm right yeah. with you to the day I die. Yeah, we're not shading black folks. We're just pointing out. But you know. I, we got to keep it real. Mm -hmm. Social disconnect. Um, if niggas, there's other things to sell than bedazzled shirts, bags, shoes. Um, it's, it's more than just making t-shirts. All right. 
Like, niggas don't make automobiles. Okay, we don't make planes. We don't make trains. We don't make shit real, like real shit. I don't, we don't have an international undergarment maker like draws and socks and bras for the women and to compete with Fruit of the Loom, Hanes. We don't have, we're not making that goods that's, that's substantial. Like if there was a race war, okay, niggas can't go to fast food joints. Because you can't go to McDonald's or your Burger Kings. You can't go to Kroger's and your Walmarts. Because, hey, nigga, they ain't owned by you. Like, you have to really... We not a, We are the biggest consumers, but we produce probably little to no product. Okay? Mm. So what are we doing and what are we manufacturing? Niggas don't manufacture. Okay? We don't manufacture. We don't manufacture goods that can help us sustain as a culture. We don't even have a vast majority or a wide, broad array of black supermarkets. Department stores for clothing and, and, and lawnmowers and shit like that. Um, we got, we need more black uh, 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 builders for houses and construction companies so we can build roadways like we have no real significance to these other races other than them. Just, we spending our money with them. Mm. We are the consumers, mm. but we don't produce anything. So nobody talks business with us as a whole because we don't be about no real business. No, we be about entertainment. You That's know, it. Just, you know, just entertainment. Dance for me, nigga. Run this ball and go shoot that ball. And, and 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 dance the jig for me and, mm -hmm. and uh go talk to your peoples and get them to vote for me. Mm -hmm. Like they're not interested in the stocks and investments and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's about just splurging and taking all these trips and showing that you live in your best life and just it just to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. Just to look a certain way. I mean and if you even uh talk think about white people they be living their best life, but they don't got to convince nobody. Right. It clearly and, shows. See it. And that's what I was yeah. saying about, what, that's what I was saying when I was saying um, how it seemed like there's an insecurity there sometimes with a black sister. It's something about, it's something about, I got to show that I'm better than y'all. I got to show that I ain't in that poverty no more. I got to show this. I got to show that. Like you said, it's, it's they got a point to prove for some reason to other black people. But like you said, white people, they really do be living their best life. Their money really do be long, mm -hmm. but they don't post, they don't post their homes and their cars, mm -hmm. their five or six cars on social media. Mm -hmm. They're not posting every time they take a trip. Mm -hmm. They're not doing none of that. They just living it. Yeah, and they right. wearing mm -hmm. t-shirts and, and jeans. Mm -hmm. When they do post a picture of themselves. And them dumbass <laughs> sandals with the thong in between the toe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, but, but, this nigga want to walk around in Gucci sandals <laughs> or Gucci flip-flops or whatever. And nigga, you in the projects. Mm -hmm. Like, you'd rather walk around mm -hmm. with a pair of $800 motherfucking loafers on. Uh, $1,600 loafers on. I don't know. I don't wear that shit. For one, you don't even know that Gucci is poorly made. In the shoe department. That's not what they do well. Uh, it's cemented. It's fucking glued shoes. It's not Blake or Goodyear welted. But you niggas wouldn't know nothing about that. Because you just want to. You see a price tag. And you want to be happy to spend mm -hmm. your money. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, but we don't make our presence known. Of anything of importance. Mm -hmm. We don't have um, our own police stations. Um, we don't have a big strong presence in government that's why you got a nigga like kanye speaking for niggas you know if <laughs> if we could have voted for chris rock to be a politician we would have voted for him if that nigga really would have ran for presidency because he talked a little bit of fucking politics or dl hughley it's always a celebrity for us that got to speak for yes. our yes but we'd be the first one i noticed that one of march and cry because we are, yes, definitely the most unfair treated race when it comes to government and when it comes to the fraternal or um, the fraternal police. We are definitely we are literally getting slaughtered. But you won't take man man out of basketball practice. You won't take little Mike Mike 
out of football practice and put his ass in any politics. You won't teach him no law. If it's one thing niggas love to not know is law. Mm-hmm. Niggas yeah. don't want to know their rights. Niggas don't want to know nothing about no government, man. So do you, you know, um, you gonna vote? Ain't nobody in that motherfucker for me, man. So, so what do you think about HR forty? Shit, I think a Glock is better. <laughs> I'd rather have the H K to help the cops, nigga. Cause that. That right. kill niggas, boy. That yeah, so, and we—I mean, black folks—we just started to become interested in finance. Mm-hmm. But I do understand because a lot of that was not taught in our mm-hmm. homes. But growing up, we wasn't really thinking about it. We was just into all kind of other stuff. But we just now kind of starting to get into finance because we want to—we want to stunt more. We want to mm-hmm. be able to, you know what I mean? Right. So we trying yeah. to figure that out. But yeah, social disconnect. Um, but that's saw, what you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's what you. But that's what you kind of said in the podcast last week. Ignorance passed down. More ignorance. Yeah. Ignorant. I mean, it's like they're passing down ignorance. I saw a dude. I I used to work with this guy, but I think he did other stuff outside of working. You know, you know, he he, he knew how to get to the bag. I'm not gonna lie. And I saw him um, post on Instagram. He was at the Gucci outlet, I think, in Vegas. And he was standing there with his dumb ass cashing out at the Gucci outlet. All this cash. Just a wad of cash at the Gucci outlet. And he thought that was so cute. And I was thinking to myself, (laughs) I was thinking to myself, if I was standing there with him, I would have been so embarrassed. Because you're standing, you looking like a nigga who ain't never had shit. Right. Why are you pulling out all this cash? You pull out your fucking plastic. Right. He was standing there like, yeah, yeah. He, he posted a video of himself cashing out at the Gucci outlet. Right. And he was one of those guys too. And I, I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna be honest. I, I think it was because he really wasn't attractive. That he he all I noticed that he was real big on stunting. He was real big on showing his designer this his design. Most of his pictures consisted of his cars, his money, yeah. his designer, his Burberry this, his yeah. Lu, his Gucci this, his Louis that, all of that. That's all he would post. Trips to him and his girl was taking. He was married. He was a young dude. You know, he was a little young, but still. You know, I think it's because he wasn't. I mean, I ain't trying to be funny, but he wasn't cute. I mean, none of us at the job thought he was cute. He was. He's what he was not an attractive dude, but he was charming. He had a. He had a. a, a he was confident. He had a good sense sense of humor and stuff like that. And he knew how to get some money. He knew how to get to the bag. He like his uh the girl he was with where they're married now, but at the time she didn't have to work or nothing like that. He took care of his family, so I will say that he had like two kids with her or whatever, and they end up getting married, but. He was not an attractive dude, and he always had to go for the really pretty girls, is what you know, because he wasn't attractive. Yeah. But he always liked yeah. to show off his money. But when he posted that video of himself standing at the Gucci outlet with all that money, I was like, "You look stupid. You look mm-hmm. ignorant." In 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 a year, in two years, that's gonna be hell for fashion. Now, in six months, that's very old Gucci. Oh, that's last season. Those loafers. That that little Gucci bag you wear around your waist, nigga, a Gucci bag, whatever. I'm going to leave that alone. They call it a man bag. A man bag. <laughs> that purse you got on your hip, my brother, around your shoulder, bro, that's last season. Mm-hmm. Why you taking pictures, cashing that out? There's an Armenian dude who just gives his daughter that type of shit. She got a card where she shops for bags like that like it's nothing. Like... She never brag about that. Like you'd be an actual clown right. to mm-hmm. the, these other races. And what I find is, when we talk about these other races and shit, I see a lot of these big designers, and they don't even wear the shit that they that, sell that they be selling, mm-hmm. like Michael Jordan. He don't wear his own shoes. Right. I didn't see his see daughter that nigga with none of it. Cowboy boots. I didn't see his daughter with none of it. I was so surprised when I saw her Instagram. I went through her whole Instagram. I said, damn, I don't even see her rocking a pair of Jordans. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, she probably has some, but I'm just saying, I just saw a young lady who did not feel the need to show off anything. And it was just like, wow. I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. She is so simple. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a social disconnect. Now, that nigga out there cashing out at a Gucci store, whatever. Okay, cool. But why you don't take that same money and open up corner stores, grocery mm-hmm. stores? We don't have that. What can you... That's not real wealth. Look, 
anybody else to tell you, if you can put it in your pocket, then that ain't no real money. No, real. I think real money is when you can invest and your money grows and grows. Mm -hmm. Your money end up working for you instead of you working for it. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. When you have offshore accounts, okay, because when you're weighing your money, all right, now you're talking about some real money. So all you two bit hustlers, nigga, you grind <laughs> and you really only making you about twenty to sixty thousand a year in that range, but you out here risking twenty, forty, fifty motherfucking years for that, you can actually just go get a fucking job mm-hmm. and make that same thing mm-hmm. clocking in and actually be there for your child. You know, instead of like them having to come see you behind the glass. Or just investing into your own business, you know? And and, and they, people need to understand too. They, there's a difference between a hustler and a boss. That's another thing. I That's think people fact. love to look like a boss. That's a fact. A boss is somebody who actually, if, if you you're responsible for me getting paid and me feeding my family, that's a boss. And a boss is usually somebody who don't have time to sit on social media all the time talking about mm-hmm. how much of a boss they are. They can appoint somebody to run mm-hmm. their social media, but a real true boss, mm-hmm. they don't have time to be on social media. You A real boss is somebody you never probably will see. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yeah. You know That's what I mean? That's a fact. Mm-hmm. But a hustler... Okay, you you know how to make you know you know how to get money you know how to do this, but that's a hustler. There's a difference between a hustler and a boss. Mm-hmm. So people need to know that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and there's so many people I see on social media. I'll be like, who are you trying to convince me right. or yourself? Like, you just see it all the time, and you see it all the time with our people. Like, we are yep. the only ones with that social disconnect. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So I mean. Put more time into educating yourself and maybe producing brands and producing relationships within your own community um, that can help us grow as a people. And believe it or not, you'll become more valuable to your people than going out there selling a little bit of dope or hustling and grinding a little bit of this and that and coming back to the hood with a cutlass. Or motherfucking bins or something like that. Yeah, the, the kids will run up to your car and want to run up and touch it. But you're not really going to be that neighborhood hero that you would want to be versus if you took that money and opened up a community center. Opened up some type of business for your community and employed the people in your community because it ain't nothing like putting Miss Annie Pearl on and her kids and her family. Now they eating and Miss Marsha and shit. You done gave her a job and these project moms that was in your projects and shit. You done finally gave them some jobs and you opened up a daycare that's affordable for them to, so they can go ahead and go to work. You want to be like a real neighborhood hero? Yeah. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's how you feed your motherfucking neighborhood. That's how you get the actual real recognition and love from your hood that you so desire. Not that whack-ass outfit you went and bought, spent all that money on, that you can only wear twice, but when you fucked up, we see you with the shirt on to it, but the pants is somewhere else. Your baby <laughs> your baby mama done cut the shoes up because you fucking other bras and shit, and you know, you done fell off. <laughs> you know how that is, nigga. Be down on his luck. You don't hear from him and shit, nigga. <laughs> on his back right now. He ain't oh man. What's up with Trey D? Oh shit, he <laughs> fucked up right now. <laughs> this nigga done came and scored an ounce from me. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't balling like. Oh, he locked up. Like Child. niggas don't want to do nothing and no value. Like it all starts for real, for real. With with niggas, I think the only way. That 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 it can start is it start with yourself. Then it start within your household. Like learn to get along with the motherfuckers in your household first. Cause Mexicans can live 20 deep in the house. Africans, Asians, they can live 20 deep in the house. Niggas gotta learn to get along with their brother, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? And do right with the people that you that you love, and then do right by your neighbor. Once you get your motherfucking community and shit right, your city become right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and we can grow together as a people. Like, we don't have a code amongst niggas. 
whenever a nigga get into it with a white person, don't give a fuck. White people get on cold. They pulling out cameras and the first thing they're going to do is, sir, sir, calm down, relax, calm down. They say keywords, the cops come, and then they shoot the nigga. And no matter how much this white lady was just nigger, 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 you nigger, nigger, nigger. And the police can roll up. What happened, everybody? Well, she called him a name. <laughs> and, and he got upset. But the cop done already, you know what I'm saying, choked the nigga out, stumped him. And then you got 50 white people that say, well, she called him a name. And he got offensive and aggressive. <laughs> Bam. Well, niggas. We need to be on cold like that too. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, we, we can say get off cold sometimes. We we yeah, always get of off time. cold. If a nigga get the whooping on a white motherfucker or an Asian motherfucker, the niggas will be like, Oh brother, you can't you don't have to whoop that man like that or stop! Why'd you stop? You don't have to beat that Asian man up. That's what's wrong with us as a black people. We don't have no motherfucking cold. We the first one to run up to a nigga in front of everybody and tell that nigga how wrong he is. Now, you know your mama ain't raised you like that. Mm-hmm. You know that you can tug on this nigga around the corner and tell him all of that shit you want to tell him. But in front of everybody else out here, why you trying to act like you holier than that? Bright is right. Wrong is wrong. And he wrong. No, we we need to have a motherfucking code. Yeah. Period. Point blank. This nigga didn't do shit. When the police leave, goddamn, hey man, yeah, you was fucked up, Mike. Mike, <laughs> you was fucked up. Now the hood gonna chastise you, but because yeah, yeah. that's what we should do as a people. But in front of everybody else, soon as Massa get to rolling around the corner, or Mohammed, or somebody else that don't look like you get to rolling around that motherfucking corner, niggas feel the need to want to look so honest in front of another motherfucking race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. We're going to have to end it there. Y'all yeah. said everything y'all wanted to say? Yeah. All right, y'all. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to give y'all this, y'all time back because I don't be want to be on here. You know, I know people be having things to do and, you know. So, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to share this podcast and don't forget to follow me on social media. And thank you so much for tuning in. Empower yourself and empower somebody that look like you. I know. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we out of here. Peace. Peace. All right, guys, that's a wrap. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now, don't be stingy. Go ahead and share this podcast. And don't forget to follow on social media. Remember, you might get glad about what I said, or you might get mad about what I said. Either way, I said what I said. Till next time, y'all take care. Bye.